What's up? Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. And this is definitely going to be an extraordinary ramble. And this is, and because, you know, I, I did the previous episode, Why the Right Sucks. But the left is where the juice is going to be at. <laughs> because like I said, me as a centrist, when I say I'm a centrist, right, and I, and I make my stances um, known, I would say if I meet 10 people on the right, Man, seven or eight of them, it's love. It's love. And the other two out of ten is because they're this extreme. They're so extreme, right? They may not like a brother, right? That's probably why. That's the only reason why, for the most part, right? Or they just feel that they're so extreme that I'm really a leftist pretending. But that's two out of ten. Eight out of ten is love. And I'm, this is as a centrist. Now, have I, now I reversed that. And I go to the left. Right now, 10 lefties? I'm, bro, bro. I may get five minimum who maybe is okay. They're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. They're all right. It's okay, I guess. The other five? It's like straight war. So that's two and a half times the, the, what is it? The, the conflict I get with the left versus the right. And before I, I, I even rip the left apart, right, to show you how ridiculous it is that five out of ten lefties will have beef with me versus only two out of ten righties. To show you how ridiculous it is, right? I think climate change, let's go down the list. I think climate change is one of the worst threats to, the, to us as a civilization. I'm about protecting the environment. If it's real, I might enter just taxing so that some people could make some money off of it, right? So, but I, I'm still pro-environment. Believe in climate change, right? I definitely believe or acknowledge that the West in particular has a racist history of colonization and racism that there has to be something done to balance that. Okay, so you, you hear that so far, right? That, those are all these positions that for the most part is leftist, right? I also believe that though I'm a, I believe in the free market, I do think if you keep continuing ignoring the problem that the middle and working class have, or the middle class, working class, and even the poor have, the poor is going to rebel against you. So you have to put certain checks and you have to put certain checks that that doesn't happen, right? So while I'm, I'm not into stimulus packages because... Or, like, I would rather somebody, like, I was actually for Andrew Yang's $500 a month. Right? I was actually for that. Um, because that is what is, that's what we have resorted to, meaning we refuse. So, like, if you tell me universal health care, if you tell me uh, free college, if you tell me, I mean, free college, universal health care, guaranteed minimum wage... Right, if you tell me all these things, I'm not gonna like it. The 500 to 1500, right? Andrew Yang, um, what is it? It's not even a tax credit. It's basically just every month, everybody gets it regardless. I was more for that. Yes. Now, I think that's liberal, but a lot of liberals don't because when you say that, then you have that you probably cancel it out of a government. Uh, what's the word? Uh, other government programs, 
right? Or you're reducing them. Here's the thing. So that's middle, right? So that's gray area, right? But I don't, that doesn't sound like a conservative to me, but there's people right there because there's people who said Andrew Yang was a, was a conservative Trojan horse, right? To me, they're going to still say I'm giving away free money. But I liked Andrew Yang's method because he was going to attack the tech companies. Instead of attacking the military, instead of attacking the, the overall rich, he was attacking the tech companies. And he, gonna, he just said, let's tax them. And that money we get from taxing them, we can then afford this stuff. And if you end, if you do that, we may have to cut certain programs. Now, people hated that. But this is why I don't like the left. Well, this is why I'm going to get the left now. Because the left is... The left is dishonest with many things, right? The left is big on ideas, but they don't, not, they don't really care about implementing the ideas. So that's the reason why a lot of times when it comes down to it, they lose. They lose the overall everyday conversation debates because though they have truth on their side in the sense that I don't think the average person wants to be anti-change per se, in theory, but change, it, but it takes a lot of guts to actually change, right? So that's the reason why so many people who are even racist say, I'm not racist, because no one wants to actually be that guy, even if you are that guy, right? So here's the problem. So, okay, so good example. If you look at the condition the world's in right now, right? We're in a condition that the dollar's depreciating, right? And when it does, it's worth less than it was every year. Now, you're going to have some, like, I, I do think this, like, we're going to probably go into recession this year, and the dollar might make a comeback for next year or two. I do probably admit that might happen, but then there's a flip side to that. If the dollar gets stronger, things get cheaper, some corporations make less money, and then they do things to cut their own losses, right? So, it, that could have its own freaking problems, right? But... The dollar's going down in terms of value. So the reason why I was against the stimulus, it's not even I'm against the stimulus. I do think we needed the stimulus at the time. So I wouldn't say I'm against, I actually was for the stimulus at the time. Right? So if you told me we had three stimulus checks, I was for all three. But the reason why I'm not for stimulus checks permanently, that's what I should say, is because when you're doing it through printing money, money, gets, money goes down. And when money goes down, the value of money goes down because why is something worth? Why is anything worth anything? Because it has to do with the scarcity. So when the money is when you print money, you're making money not be worth as much as it used to be, and things go up. So what has happened now in business right now? We're at a point where they they'll tell you to run a successful business right now, you have to have a twenty percent increased profit every year. That's some shit. Think about what that means. Your business has to, has to net a profit of 20% increase every year, right? Unless you're making, of course, we talk, we're talking about everyday business, right? But in general, actually in general, like even if you, even if you are making millions, right? I mean, we see million dollar companies go to business all the time. And so when it has to net 20% every year profit, what, is, what about if you're making 60000 for 10 straight years? You notice you're making sixty thousand for ten straight years. You still you you still more in debt. Actually, anybody making sixty grand a year, they probably fifteen twenty thousand in debt. Sixty grand should be enough, but it's not. 
Because what the left hasn't told you is we fooled, they, the population is fooled by a few things, right? The first thing is, the first thing is credit. They open a credit lineup, so you have credit cards. This is why there's a stat that and my boy Andrew Yang used to quote when he said 70%. And, and it's true, but it was dishonest. 70% of all Americans can't afford a $500, unexpected $500 expense. That's halfway true. It's 70% of Americans can't afford a $500 expense without using their credit cards. It's a big difference, right? But of course, he was one of a, he was one of a you know, political office, so he had to put a little 20 under 10, right? But that's crazy because that means your credit is higher. Electronics is far cheaper. Cell phones, computers. I know it sounds ridiculous, but people are into electronics, trust me. Especially in this global world. They'll tell you, a cell phone is more important than a wallet. So, let, so, so don't, don't, don't come down on me because I said the cell phone, the electronics are cheaper. So cheaper electronics, bigger credit line, cheaper food. Those three things are the only things you could think of as cheap. Everything else, rents, college, um, uh, healthcare, everything is wet up. Right? And then you people want to want to print more money. That's not going to solve everything. Then you want to print more money as well as increase the minimum wage. Do you understand what you what are you doing? This is a capitalist society. This country is built on capitalism. That you're killing small business when you do that. And I know you don't care because the left doesn't care about government. I mean, it doesn't care about small, uh, small business. Kids are big government. Kids are corporations more. Like they say they're anti-business, but they're anti-small business. They're not anti-corporate. See, the, see the left pretends to be for the people. They're anti-small business. They're pro-corporation. So the reason why I liked Andrew Yang's proposal, because he wasn't really printing money. He was taxing the, the, the tech companies. And that massive amount of money from that, I mean, he was a, a smart dude. I mean, he wasn't a politician, so I could have told him he wasn't going to win. Right and but he he laid the groundwork for people to follow. It's a compromise. Yang was coming with the compromise of he understood the socialism, capitalism, and communism are outdated labels. We're becoming this technocracy. To technology, the tech companies and the tech industry will take us into the twenty second century and beyond. If civilization lasts, how about that? Right, it was to be them that's going to have the power. In a sense, don't think, don't think when you see banks, when cryptocurrency started to come in and the threat of blockchain, banks didn't take note of that. That affects banks more than affects corporations. So tech, as long as you have technology on your side, you probably will most likely win. And the problem that the left has is that they don't, they're not honest with that type of stuff. Because if I came in and said that, said this, you're going to have, they'll probably bring some kind of economist who would, 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 would quote facts from 1950 or 60 about, well, this stimulus worked then and this stimulus worked then. But this is not 1960. And, and we are a long time away from when fiat money was backed by gold. Long time. Right? And we are long, like now that we're printing so much money, fiat money is not worth much. And so, if you are a company that has to have a, uh, that has to have a twenty percent increase every year, what about a freaking regular working class person who who has to put kids in college, 
as well as pay for their own insurance. You're not gonna, you're gonna be swallowed up. And so these theories, these things sound nice. Let's defund the police. Sounds nice. And you could come up with all kinds of ways of how you're not talking about defunding the police. You're talking about rearranging the funds. You could say that. If, if, you, if that's true, you need to market your idea better. Because when it says defund the police, what does that mean? Rearranging the funds? Police force is, is, is becoming ineffective with money, let alone without money. Let's be honest. And you go in the deep, deep urban areas, many of them don't even want the... The people who are going to be hurt by any, any change in police force is not going to be the, the rich in the coastal cities. It's going, to be the, it's going to be the poor in the urban areas. Defunding the police. What the left... The left... One of the reasons why the left sucks. The left is made up of these coalitions of different groups. Right? Different minority groups. Right? African Americans, Latinos... Native Americans, Asians, people don't know Asians vote Democratic more than any minority except black, except African Americans. That's an interesting stat, right? So they have all these different groups, okay? Then, then that's, not, that's not including the LGBT community. So that's people who are of, of homosexuals, gays, lesbians, and queers. There's so many with um, tr- um, people who are gender. Uh, I'm, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get the the all the labels, but. LGBT community, different minority groups, right? Then you supposedly was working class white, supposedly, right? I mean, not anymore, but that's how it was in the beginning. And, you know, then you have environmental groups. You have people in academia, right? So people who tend to be much more educated, for the most part, tend to lean more left. Even if they lean right, they're leaning right more for um, fiscal reasons than cultural reasons. So within that group, that's a big coalition. That's a far bigger coalition than the right. The right has a coalition of gun advocates, Christians, which tend to be the same thing, let's be honest, right? Working class whites, which, I mean, working class whites who Christians went to guns, tend to be the same group, right? And when you switch it to the left, the left has, I mean, from Native Americans to Hispanics to blacks to Asians, just the minorities itself, some of the Muslims, all five of those groups, right? First of all, which are Hispanics and blacks in particular, and Native Americans too, actually. We can even say Asians too, but when I think about it, in their everyday life, most of those groups are actually more conservative. They vote Democrat because the Democrats are perceived as being more open to people of color, and for the most part, I think they are. I'm, I'm a realist. Let's be honest. They more, For the most part, in terms of their rhetoric, they are. So, that's why they vote Democrat. But in terms of who they are, they're more conservative, especially on, on major issues. So not only are they more conservative, they also have, and this is what the Democrats don't like to address, they also have beliefs that contradict each other. So while for the most part, I mean, they're not always, because I think immigration is overrated for Hispanics. I mean, there's a lot of Hispanic Americans who not think about immigration. But for the most part, Hispanic groups tend to care more about immigration. African-American groups, for the most part, tend not to care about immigration. Native Americans tend not to care about immigration, right? Asians might care about immigration, but they, they're considered high-level immigrants, high-educated immigrants, so it's still a little bit different. Uh, immigration, a lot of times, it doesn't really target them. So just from immigration, you're going to get three or four different wants, desires, and people, and an attention span. Some key people care, some people don't care. But immigration is one of the things that Democrats push a lot. 
So just off that, you're going to get a different perspective. Police brutality, for the most part, for the most part, you're going to get mostly blacks, sometimes Hispanics on coastal areas. Sometimes. But for the most part, I would say out of 10 times, seven will be black. Right? In terms of people who care about police brutality. Again, totally different. One group cares. One group maybe cares a little bit because two out of, two out of ten, three out of ten affects them. The other three don't care at all. The other three, the Middle Eastern groups, Native American groups, Asian groups, don't care at all. War against Islam. The, 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 you know, it's not right to you know, discriminate based on, you say, terrorists in some, certain countries and other countries. Or even starting wars in the Middle East. For the most part, most minority groups outside the Middle Eastern groups wouldn't care. I would give black Americans, American, African Americans credit. In the Iraq war, they were the only minority that said we shouldn't go to war. I think because African Americans have... Um, They've been here longer and they have suffered. Or they understand what, what this institution does, that they kind of don't even trust anyone. Right? I, I don't know how, I never, I, that was the one war I paid attention to. I don't know, I'm pretty sure almost any war, if you take the majority of 10 black people, five would probably say no. Like, even, like the highest you can get is five to five, like even, right? But again, that shows you can't even get those five groups to agree. Right? And so, and we saw that with gay marriage, where in California, it was the Hispanic and black groups that were kind of anti-gay marriage, and then the white liberals are blaming them. There's nothing to blame. You have a coalition of groups who don't have anything in common with each other. And instead of, and instead of, instead of knowing that, you, obviously you don't. Like the Democratic Party, out of all the minorities, it seems like they only know the black group. They know, I mean, they need African-Americans, so they know them well. Hispanics, they don't know as well. Right? So they have like this stereotype where all Hispanics care about is immigration. And that's a deadly mistake. And it's interesting because when you look at it, that's actually really bad because then you start to see that, okay, well, we have a coalition of groups that don't even... So we have two things I just said right now. Economics suck. Where they're, not honest in econo- they're not honest with economics, right? So they hated Andrew Yang because he wasn't progressive enough, right? And... It feels like the progressive groups and liberal groups, and, and, and that's the liberal groups and progressive, right? And, and we should say progressive. Progressive and liberals are kind of different, especially the corporate liberals who pretend to be progressive. So because even, that, even, even in that, right, we have progressive, we have, we have liberals. So you say progressive, it's more like what Bernie Sanders pretends to be. Free college, straight up for the working class, right? Free health care, high minimum wage, Right? Probably don't want any billionaires. I mean, we could pretend, but probably doesn't want any billionaires to exist. Boom. I get that. Right? And in a way, when you look at it from a certain angle, it's tough and difficult because I don't even think Bernie's wrong. When I'm saying this, I just don't think that works in America. That's, that's the thing that's funny. Like, I actually don't mind that. Like, I actually think that that, has, that could work, just not here. Culturally, it just doesn't match up. We have, we have a country of different lifestyles, but forget about that. That's, that's progressive. Then we got the liberals who pretend to be progressive. The Barack Obama, we guess, he, gets, he gets flown around as a person who's anti-war. Look at his speech. He said he's against stupid wars. Obviously, Mr. the Drone King was not, it was not anti-war. Obviously. Right? 
And the drone king bailed out Wall Street like anybody else because Wall Street controls the, the, the right and left. So when you look at it, the left, I'll give the right this. Their politicians are still more to what they pretend to be. It just really offer really ignorance, and, and they use a lot of vague languages. Like they're not honest. Like I go back and look, uh, listen to my video, my podcast right before this about the why the right sucks. Right, they're still more honest because they have a, a more narrow range. Like in the left, you have a lot of different groups to please. Even just we just talk about progressive versus liberals versus straight up left centrists who not even pretend to be liberal. All three is in the same camp, right? In the right, you got the far right and you got the Mainstream right. Sit. In the left, shit. Because remember, the left in America, is, some people say it's not even really a left. So you have people, you have straight communists on one side, which is very few. Very few, right? But there's a communist party that exists in America, but very few. So few. Talking about them doesn't really make too much sense. Then you got the socialists. Remember, Bernie Sanders is a democratic socialist. He's not a socialist. I know people are going to say, what's the difference? But th- I'm just telling you, this is the chaos that's happened where, do you know many different, you know what a range is? So you got communists, socialists, democratic socialists, right? Then you're going to have, after Bernie, a capitalist in theory, but they want a whole bunch of, uh, they want more regulation on certain things. It's like Elizabeth Warren. Then you got the centrist, like the Joe Manchins of the world, Right, who are just, I mean, they're straight up like, hey man, they might as well be Republican, to be honest. It's like four or five different labels when the right just have really two things to do. And this is, I'm talking about politically, I'm not even talking about the minority groups, the, the, the LGBT groups, I'm not even talking about that, right? So when you have all these things, it makes it chaotic because the left is not honest with themselves and just admit they want to empower certain people. And I'm not talking about minority groups. The left is the victim of severe classism. Classism so much where it's far different than on the right. In the right, white people, people, I said right people. I didn't say white people, I said right people. So I was thinking of white people, but I was thinking about the right, right? People on the right worship rich people. People on the left, I don't know what they worship. They worship celebrities. Um, they worship celebrities, so they worship rich people, but a certain type of type of rich person. And for the elites in the coastal cities, when they're in their high towers, the skyscrapers, right? They will be like, "Well, we let a few blacks and Hispanics make it. They'll come to dinners. They we prep them up. We, we talk about identity politics, right? And that doesn't mean I'm going to go into inner cities, right? I'm going to pick the best of those cities to be a, a prop." And say, hey, look, when a Barack Obama happens, black people should have hope. What? Barack Obama hasn't been president in eight years. Feels like, remember when the first black president was a thing? Remember that? That doesn't mean anything. Having one black president. You could even have 20 black billionaires. That means nothing. Now, the difference is, the people on the right are telling you that. The people on the right are telling you, I don't mean I like the whole work hard stuff, because... They don't really say that for rich folks. Rich folks say work smart. Anybody who, who disagrees, right now, rich people are teaching their kids about asset accumulation. Right? So this is, this is where class comes in. You got some people 
who talk about, you have to have your own business, you have to be entrepreneurs. No, it's about class, it's about a class accumulation. I'm sorry, asset accumulation has nothing to do with fucking, that, that, that's what they teach stupid people. You know, out of 10 businesses, nine fail. For regular small businesses. For, for millionaires, out of 17 businesses, 16 fail. So, if you, would you go into something saying, well, you have a 10% chance of making it? No, you wouldn't. And if you were a millionaire, it was probably like 5% chance of making it. No, you wouldn't. So, so, so that, stuff, that stuff is something that's from the past. And that still gets, that still gets spun in many minority communities. Stuff from the past. And it's, very diff- it's a very difficult thing. Because I truly think that in some ways, it's, the, the subject of class doesn't get brought up on the left enough. Right? So under coastal cities, they will let a few people in. And they have this mentality. If one person makes, it could be have 10 black, you could have Oprah and and uh, Michael Jordan, you can have 10 black billionaires. It doesn't make a difference to the average black person. That's, that's the problem. The people on the left pretend to be pro-minority. And yet, the history, like, we're gonna, uh, we, they're going to have sit here, have me want to argue about should black history be taught in school or a certain type of black history. Motherfucker, I'm a fucking Pan-Africanist. You ain't teaching black history. Well, I, well, I know black history. You ain't going to never teach that in the school. So why are we having this conversation? It's theater. It's bravado. It's ideas first. Implementation second. Because at the end of the day, when your power center is in the, is in the coastal areas, you really don't care what happens in the Midwest and in the South. You control the coastal areas. Like Imagine how this used to be like we have planes now, but imagine how this used to be when people used to sail, right? When, you used to, when, when we used to, when it was more marine powers, and we'd come in and we sail, right? We would come to the coastal cities. In those coastal cities, that's what the world sees. You control those coastal cities, you control the, you control the country. And even though it's changed with technology, it's still sort of like that because technology is centered in the, in, the, in, the, in the West Coast, right? The tech companies in the East Coast, the banks, Wall Street. So the most important part, and then the government, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland, DMV. So when you look at that from Hollywood, West Coast, which projects the image of what America is. So when you look at it, they don't have to care about what's going on in the middle. They don't have to care what's going on in the South, and they don't care. And when they don't care, it's classism at the highest level. Because how do you protect classism? You make sure and talk about racial topics because racism is the number one ally of classism. Like I've said before, what is classism? I've said this, right? I've said, I've explained, because people don't know what classism is, right? Then what ends up happening is it's the problem comes in because... People think classism is just having money. People don't realize classism is old networks. Normally, that's how classism works. The older you are in the network, the more powerful you are. That's true classism. So if in that, you could control who gets power. So racism benefits classism because you can... Shit. What is it? 15% of the population is African-American, 20% is Hispanic. Right? Maybe another 5% is Asian, Native Americans, 40%. You could just wipe out 40% right there and focus on the other 60. So it'll be racism at the top, 
but not, but not racism the way it is at the bottom and the middle. And that's the problem. The problem comes in because it benefits the liberal oligarchs in the coastal cities, the coastal regions. They're never going to break down to what classism is, and they're going to position things that perpetuates you being blind. So while racism is obviously a problem, right? In a way, it's a problem that they, that they could contain because they could feel better because they're into identity politics. And so when they're into identity politics, because don't, don't ever make anybody fool you. Reason why we haven't got reparations is black folks. Because we're only 20% of the population and other 80, 80% of people are going to say, we don't want that. So any white liberal telling what they're for rep- reparations, that's just, that's just bravado. There's a thing called majoritarian politics, right? The majority, the needs of the majority have to go above the needs of the minority. Anybody in politics might say they don't care about that, but they do. The only time they may not care about that is if you were like in the House of Representatives and you are representing a Pacific community. That's different. Anytime you talk about nationwide politics, no, you have to. If you only have 80% of people, 80% of people don't care and 20% do, you can never support that. Yet you will see conversations about reparations. That's the problem. That's the problem we have. The problem we have is in the end of the day, why one thing I prefer with the right is that they teach that this is a jungle. The strong survive. In the left, we pretend that we want to make that better, but the left, the people who control the who at the top of the left. They're just as vicious as the people who are, who are on the right saying it's a jungle, but they pretend they're not. Do you understand that if you want to help minority groups, you tell them how classism works? You understand instead of talking about free colleges, you teach people how money works? How real money works? Teach that in school? How to balance a checkbook? Teach in school what's an asset, what's a liability? Teach that shit in school. I don't give a fuck what kind of degree somebody has. Why don't you teach something that somebody can actually use? Don't get mad. There was a stat. There was a dangerous stat. And I'm going to talk about it in a separate podcast where it said, there was a poll that said, the majority, not the majority, the people who are turning away from colleges, the demographic, are white males. And I found that very powerful. Very interesting stat. And I'm not going to talk about it too much in this podcast, but I am going to have a podcast where I mention that eventually. I'm in polling, so I come across that type of stuff. And it's kind of interesting in that sense because I don't think people really understand the position that we are in in a society. Because people don't understand economics, right? They don't understand, they don't even understand like banking. They they don't understand finance, right? Even things like if I go into my thoughts on reparations, I understand finance. I understand we're printing money. I understand we printed money without reparations. There's no way that would work. I'm not putting my thoughts as a black person. I'm putting my thoughts as economic as my economics first. What what's the use of giving you money if the whole country fails? Because at this point, this country has made bad decisions. Bad decisions. The left sucks because instead of pretending to be have the rights of everyone, instead of pretending to be pro-war, right? They would give lip service. They would say, "Oh, we 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 think the we think the Palestinians, yeah, we we for Palestinian rights, or we think the Israelis are not doing good." But they say that as lip service. They're just as pro-Israel as the people on the right. Again, nothing wrong with being pro-Israel. Just admit it. 
I got I got this stuff taken from down from Apple Podcasts before, so I ain't gonna go too heavy in the poor Israel, Israel versus Palestine stuff. I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with being pro Israel. Just admit it. There's nothing wrong with being pro war. Just admit it. Don't be pro war and then you into drones. Don't talk about you for for pro you pro immigration and Obama deported more people than Trump. That's the that's the don't talk about you for minority rights and the minorities. Fucking Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton wants to make the crime bill. Now, I'm not going to be one of them boys who act like the Republicans wouldn't do that. And they're in your position. Of course they would. My point is, the left is such a big coalition of different groups, even politically. Like I said, far-end communists, then the socialists, then the democratic socialists. Bernie Sanders is a democratic socialist. That's why I said he's not a socialist. You take Bernie Sanders, you put him in South America, you put him in Europe, they would not call that dude a socialist. So you got the, so you got the communists, socialists, democratic socialists. Then you got the capitalist like Elizabeth Warren who just wants regulation on certain things, probably taxes, right? And then you got the Joe Manchins, right? The people who are straight, centrist, who might as well be Republican. This is all the left. And don't get caught up on the personality. The Joe Manchins, the, 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 the Joe Bidens, the Elizabeth Warrens, the Barack Obamas, they represent something. That's a big range that you can never have everyone's... Like, so if you go from the two angles, from that... So even the five different minority groups, there's no way you can come, you can actually pull all those people together and create something that's going to benefit all of them. You're going to give them lip service, get elected, and then try to serve the majority. But really, your number one, your number one goal is to serve the oligarchs on the coastal cities. So their power doesn't get challenged. And if their power doesn't get challenged, you then have to prep up racism as your number one. The number, one def- the number one thing in your agenda, because racism, hides classism more than any other ism. There's no, and, and the only reason why racism hides classism is because people don't know what classism is. People think classism is just money. <laughs> classism is so much bigger than that. It's networks. It's networks of who you, who you could plug into. When you talk, a person knows. A person knows. When you have class, just from how you talk, just from what you know, straight up, they know. And if, even if you don't have class, they can tell when you've been around it. So the left wants to prep up the government. And they say the government is the only institution that's, that's big enough to solve the problems. But the left is not honest by saying the government also is the one that has, I mean, you ever went to a public school? You did everything public? Anything public? It's awful. And I'm not just saying that as a right-wing douchebag. I'm just being honest. I went to private school, went to public school. I remember going to public school, and I was like, and I had to go to summer school, and I had to go to summer school in public school, and I couldn't believe this was the same class. It felt like, I think I was in 10th grade, 11th grade, it felt like, an eighth, like the book was like an 8th grade book. And I was like, at that moment, I said, I can't have my kids do I can't have my kids come to this. That was the moment I said, whoa, trust me. You don't want to do anything public. Especially... In this type of environment, if you were in Europe, maybe different. In the American culture, the top talent goes to the private sector. That's why you could even, I mean, I mean, look at all, look, look, I'm just a dude from a black man from Bronx, you know, barely middle class, right? And I fucking could tell you when you go to war in Iraq, Saddam Hussein had to run Iraq like that. Iraq is made up of too many different groups. You have to rule the iron fist. So you go to war, go to war to Iraq, and Iraq still hates you because you don't understand the culture, and yet you're getting paid to understand the culture. This is the, this is the people in the public sector. 
They don't even understand Afghanistan. Who who gonna who, who told you you can't win no war there? I'm gonna pretend the military didn't just do a cash grab. I got it. If you really want to win that war, I can't tell you that you can't win no war there. So you spent twenty some years in that to lose it, and then the Taliban is probably stronger than ever been because they've been studying you for years. This is incompetency at the highest level, and then you can't even explain it to people. So you look more incompetent. And this is who you, and you want these public guys to run the show. You want to expand the government? Everything that's happened to many groups has been the government. And you want to expand the government? Do you hear what you're saying? And it's unfortunate because there's no easy answer to this. I'm just trying to tell you why you suck. I don't have any solutions to what, what can make you better. No, I don't have that. I ain't that smart. I can, I'm smart enough to know you suck. I'm not smart enough to help you <laughs> and to not suck it. Stop bringing in coalition to all these groups that have nothing in common. And if you do bring them in, and, and I get it, you want to win, you want to get elected. Okay, cool. But then you understand that you're pimping because you're not actually helping any of them. You don't even understand them. Do, you under, do, do Democrats understand why Asians vote for them more than any group besides black people and Asians? They don't, they don't even cater to Asians. I can tell you why. I ain't going to tell you why in this podcast, but I can tell you why. Right? Do they understand Native Americans? We know they don't understand Latinos. We know they don't. If you understand Latinos, you got you to gotta be, be able to break it down. Go Texas, different. California is different. Miami is different. New York is different. A Latino who's third generation Latino is different than a Latino first generation. Like You got to understand all that. And they don't. So why the left sucks? I mean, remember the left was a side that was anti-war? They're more pro-war now than anybody else. Remember that? When, the left, when, you, when you from the left, it was pro, it was, you're pro, you're anti-war? When Barack Obama was like, remember, these are the same people who ran the streets to, to freaking protest George Bush. They were protesting hard. I remember that. I was proud of the left. Barack Obama does starts wars, no protests. These are people who literally hate Donald Trump so much, right? They would make alliances with George Bush and certain Republicans. George Bush is a far bigger criminal than Donald Trump. Trump doesn't say nice things. George Bush killed a million Iraqis. Are you fucking crazy? You prepping George Bush as a hero? This is the left. Hypocrites. Phonies. And we can say, that's the political left. I give you that. We can say it's the political left. But then the left is the same people who are pro-censorship because they worship the tech companies. And then they say, well, the tech companies are private institutions. Tech companies are bigger than governments. You guys are for regulation. You ain't want to regulate tech companies, though. I find that interesting. I find that interesting. Tech companies are bigger than governments. Literally, tech companies, we are coming to the point where I guarantee in 10, 15 years, there'll be no government stronger than tech companies. You can make the argument right now, governments are just really bad corporations. Really. The banks need them. The banks are the ones that hold them up. Tech, the tech companies, I'm going to talk about this, an extended section, the Patreon section, because like I said, in political ramble, I try not to get into conspiracy. In fact, in fact, let's go there now. For those who listen to this episode, you might be mad at me, we'll listen to it before you come down on me, right? The left sucks. You have a chance to get better. I don't think you ever would, but you have a chance to get better. So thank you for listening to this podcast. For those who want to come hop on the Patreon section, let's get busy.